just a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Coming back strong, he is uh, the mystery man himself. Uh, this is Witty Banter, episode number 141. My name is Max. As always, I am here with Chase Williams, but a special treat for everybody here. We have a, a, a new guest on the show. Woo-woo! His name is Hunter Dorsett. How are you, Hunter? I'm doing good, guys. Yes. It, get, it warms my tummy to be back. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Kids, if you're at home listening to this right now, go talk to your grandparents, and they will tell you <laughs> that Hunter actually used to be on the show all the time. <laughs> He was a uh, actually one of the hosts a long time ago, back in yonder. <laughs> back in, back in the day, back Texas. in 2017. Oh, man, I remember it fondly. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while, man. You doing okay? Everything is all right? You alive? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm on the other side of the... Of the Redwood of the, shopping? Yeah, of yeah. Death Valley. Death Valley. <laughs> yes. de- accounting Death Valley. You've gone to the bottom where all the skeletons and stuff are. Yeah, and you I swam through them. them off. Yeah, and now you're digging your way and up And you to found the, top the again. single golden calculator to bring back to your masters. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, SpongeBob fighting and everybody his golden off. spatula. <laughs> That's exactly. What um, is, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I've been good. Uh, it's, you know, one thing I got to say, guys. Yeah. I'm, I liked that you guys kept going with the show, but it really, it hurt my, my giblets. Hearing the beeps with no oh, with no hunter sauce, raw no beeps, hunter dude. sauce on top. That was raw that's beeps. That's just something yeah. that can't we can't phone that in. You know, that's a hunter or bust kind of deal. We tried to you know finagle. I would hear it your beeps and I'd be like, oh, uh, <laughs> like those are fine beeps. They're great beeps, raw. But, I'm just you waiting know. for that synth to come in. And I know there's there's the normal beeps, and then you take it to that artisan level <laughs> beeps, just craftsman a style, craft. a narcissistic uh, perspective, but. I'm glad to be back, man, and, and I hope you guys are doing well too. Yeah, man, I, we've we've been. I mean, I've been holding it down, hanging in there. What about you, Chase? You doing okay? Yeah, I mean, it's fucking almost March already, which blows my mind. But here we, we are. are, two months into the new fucking year. Yeah, and it's 2018. We live in a world where Dragon Ball Fighters exists. We yeah. live in a world. I actually where went back and listened to the episode where they had we got the announcement for the first time and man oh, that yeah. was fun to go back and listen to. We were we were so jazzed. We dude. were. Yes. Oh, what have we become since then? <laughs> we had so much we're useful spirit back then. Now. We were, yes. Uh, well, with you back on the show, Hunter, there's a little bit of a return to form. We've been kind of, you know, freebasing it a little bit here. It's you become know? A, a fighting game show. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> it has come a little bit of fighting game show. Just a pinch. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But you're back on, so it's kind of back to the classics here. So back to the drudgery. Yeah, let's go back to the boring old fucking science Future and boners. education and stuff like that. Let's learn something today, guys. Uh, no, but we are also drinking beers again, too. And you're back on the show, and I saw this one in the, uh, in the store, and I thought to myself, that's the perfect one for us to actually try. And we're going to be drinking a little bit of a beer here called the Dauda. 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 Which is an international award winning beer, man. Uh, <laughs> it's so from, specific. From Barcelona. Uh, crafted, yeah, 100% natural ingredients, <laughs> lager beer. It uh, doesn't tell you a whole bunch on the bottle here. Uh, 5.4% alcohol by volume. Yeah, there we they go. They at least got the. 
the base and, level entry for but me. What, yeah, well, what's important here is that this one was crafted to remove gluten. And since you've been gone, you've been talking to me about how you're gluten free now, and that's the lifestyle <laughs> that you've chosen. So fucking Absolutely. amazing. <laughs> so fucking good. Uh, so this will definitely not make your dick fly off, which is excellent news because yeah, I always man. am worried about that when I'm drinking beer. That was my so. first concern coming back on the show. It was God, like, how, how do I keep I, my dick attached I've been to my so body? <laughs> into having my dick on my body lately. <laughs> And uh, this just, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Are you only drinking gluten-free beers now? Me? Yeah. No, I was, I was totally okay. I was like, is this for real? I was 100% real? joking. But this, I like that it landed on Chase, which this, means that there were listeners <laughs> yeah. who like turned it off just now because somebody walked in and are still thinking like, man, Hunter's fucking gluten-free now? What a fucking dork. Hunter yeah, Stroud <laughs> Stout Dorset? Come on. Come man. on now. That's not how the Texans used to do it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we built man. our fucking back acres on gluten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> dad's gluten farm is... <laughs> I don't even fucking know we're going to go with that. Chase, what are you doing today? What are you drinking? Anything over there? I got nothing because I want to leave the floor open for our man Hunter to just take it away with a stelling uh, or stellar review. I just want to oh, see something yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. That's it's a, a return great. to form. We know that he's usually the leader in the tasting categories, and I got mm-hmm. to pass off the spotlight. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a pretty clean scapegoat. So uh, good job on that. <laughs> Smart. You convinced me. Uh, leave absolutely. it to the person that can't smell. Yeah, <laughs> that's the to one. Leave a ten it's just more focus for the taste buds. Yeah, you know? that, for that's the how feel. that works. Everybody 100% knows. 100% crap. Yeah, when you lose your sense of smell, your taste gets stronger. Everybody knows that. That's why you can always taste things when you have a stuffy nose. Oh, man, but we're kind of back on the show a little bit. We're kind of going to be spitting ball or spitballing a few things here. Spitballing as usual, uh, man. Spitballing as usual, man. It. I really cannot, man, because I love spitting balling with you. Spitting, <laughs> spitting <laughs> the balls. Spinning and spitting. Spitting and spitting the balls with you guys. And <laughs> I really can't balls. get wait to get into that. Okay, guys, this is witty banter. All right, guys. I feel like that was inspired by Fat Boo. Well, as of recently, I have been exposed more and more to Fat Boo recently, man. Mm -hmm. I played you a little bit in a couple of sets before this uh, show went up, man. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, man, you have a fucking awesome team for Dragon Ball Fighters. I I need to get my basics down, but I like the team. I'm going to just stick to the team for now and figure out my team specifics. It's fucking cool, man, because you look at me and Chase, right? Chase, easily the most boring team you could possibly Come imagine on, dude. in a game a full of, of creative characters. Funny there. He went to Marble Slab and said, no, vanilla in a plastic <laughs> cup is totally fine. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I'm just Damn. kidding. Uh, but I am also, you know, I'm, I, I like my team a lot, too. But obviously, it's a yeah, Tell us about your characters. fucking top-tier extravaganza that you're I, Yeah, I, look, it just happened to work that way, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, okay. I was picking characters. I was completely... Apparently, <laughs> what I chose ended up being the best. No, man, I'm playing 16 now, which is... He is just he's, objectively he's ridiculous. the strongest character in this game. He's got to be. Are you going to say that? Dude, he's like, what are his flaws? <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm really. I'm always super hesitant to give a shit about tears or even yeah, like course. admit that somebody is top tier because I want. I want to have the, the satisfaction of beating a character because I've beaten them and not feel like I've lost because I'm blaming it on top tier. But Android 16 is ridiculous. Android dude. 16. He has too much armor. It just His makes heavy button is like absurd. It makes just totally no sense. absurd. Why? Why does it have armor? Like honestly, why <laughs> in a game like this where like. You know, anything, I come from a Street Fighter background. If you got a big old 
powerful move with armor on it. It usually comes with some form of drawback, you know? Ooh, mm-hmm. that's very punishable, or that has a lot of startup. What about fucking Android 16? No, it doesn't fucking matter. Just throw it out. Oh, they block it? It doesn't matter if they block <laughs> you, it. You're you in midair. You could just going. keep mashing. Yeah, you might you do, as well. If you do 2H, it puts him into the air, and then once mm-hmm. he's in the air, he can just keep pressing buttons right after that. Like, you're oh, never... Yeah. You can never get in. Yeah, you're right on top of him. And then he brings you all the way across the screen and puts you, nestles you right there in the corner for just future mix-ups, just one more, gra- and you're fucking dead. Additional grabs. It's great. See, and I'm playing 16. I'm playing Kid Boo, which apparently, Chase, I feel like you have a problem with my Kid Boo. No, man. What's the deal? I with? don't mind playing Kid <laughs> Boo. I probably have more of a Kid Boo problem. I was just saying, I mean, you give me a lot of shit for playing Kid Boo. I man. didn't What's give you shit at all. I literally you were said, like, hey, you're Kid a fucking Boo? loser. No, hey, <laughs> why would go. you fucking play that? Here we go. That's ridiculous. Max Tactics number one. <laughs> just throw out as many lies as you can and hope that hope that they can't put out all the fires that I just fucking started. Mm-hmm. All I no. said, Max, yeah. was Kid Boo reminds me of Raven from yes. Guilty Gear. And you were like, okay. <laughs> that's a bit of a that's a bit of an exaggeration. And then I found one of the yes. best Raven players in the world playing wow. Kid Boo, and I said, "Hey, check this out." And you're like, yeah, okay, Chase, fuck you, we get it, dude. <laughs> that is not. Nor did I say those things either. So this is a podcast is full a of big, lies. Yeah, this yeah, is absolutely, spitballing absolutely spitballing at its finest. And of course, I'm leading the anchor up with uh, everybody's favorite character, Goku Black, which I feel like everybody. Everywhere plays, which is definitely my most shameless pick out of all of them. But you're over here playing fucking OGs, dude. I mean, sure, you got Adult Gohan. I was really close to going uh, Adult Gohan. Adult Gohan's pretty... That's a fairly well-renowned character. I think a lot of people like him. I I feel like he's... He's strong. Yeah, the thing that made me want to play with him over others, I guess, was... I don't know. I guess he just seems like I can do more with less with him. Like, yeah. I don't really need to have, like, a lot of super specific knowledge to really pull off good shit with him, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, so he's an easy character to play? Basically, yeah. Right, I mean, that's cool. I can kind of button mash and get, like, 15 hit combos and shit. And I like, was, okay. Yeah, I was telling you while we were playing, when because there's a few characters in this game that they gave a bunch of extra normals to. Like, you have more command normals and stuff to just throw in there. And Adult Gohan Frieza's itself, like that. And Frieza has this, Frieza, too. Yeah. Frieza, I think, has the biggest move list of the game. And it's just, like... I, I get in such a, a rhythm of playing characters and I'm like, okay, he did this, 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 and this. Okay, now I should look for an opening. Mm-hmm. This is when I can jump back. This is when I can do that. But against these characters, I'm always like, well, now I'll just jump back. Oh, I'm fucking opened up and I'm annihilated now. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel against Adult Gohan. But you're also playing Piccolo, which is a character that I thought I would see more of when the game was out. Yeah. He's getting really there, dude, because anywhere. his long combos are like super damaging and a lot of people are starting to come up with really awesome Hellzone grenade mix-ups. Yeah, uh, and like mm. setups with him, I think he's going to be like a longer burn character. I really do think that the majority of the characters that we see right now that we view as top tier are just simply getting the most attention. Like, I feel like the the people who are being picked, like a, a Dolgohan, Cell, Kid Buu, Vegeta, Goku Black, uh, Android 18, 16, all like it's like everybody has focused on them, and we are we're filling out their spreadsheet right now almost yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't I don't think that's necessarily indicative of the fact that they're the best in the game. I just think it's who everyone's focused on. Like I have I have every bit of confidence that maybe a couple months down the line we're into Boo and we're into the other characters where they're all getting like, oh, shit, you can actually do this stuff with these guys, too. You know, we just haven't had the time to look at it yet. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel the same way. And I, I still look at every single character and I've seen something absurd with almost every single character in this game. 
But you holding it down with that Majin Buu, man. And he's what I like about your team too is that he's obviously your your best character in my opinion. <laughs> like you're for some reason you've just clicked with the weird awkward vibe of Majin Buu, the character that nobody plays with because he's so distinctly different from the rest of the cast that you have to go in such a unique routes for combos and stuff that you just somehow make it work. So what's cool with what's cool with him in that is that like so I I, I don't know if I haven't said it on the show, but I. Basically, my first foray into playing people online, I got to play on 3v3s where I was just a single character, which, by the way, we said before we came onto the show, Chase, Max, me, we got to fucking do that. Yeah, I don't know why we haven't done that yet, man. Let's do a 3v3. I I talked to the OK Beast guys. I think we're going to have Alex on next week, but I think mid-March we're going to try to do a throwdown. Oh, dude, I'm dare you. Practice up. I was going to say, that means we all three have to get in the lab (laughs) at the same time and practice our fucking combos, guys. (laughs) So I just like was fucking around and just picking random characters, and I started playing with Boo, and I was like, I'm actually kind of holding it down with Boo, and I think it's just because nobody has played with him, so they're not like used to his Mm. shit. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll fuck around with him. But what's what's what I'm excited for now is like I actually kind of see, even though I haven't like watched a lot of video on like combos and shit that he can do, um, I can actually see kind of the way that I want to use him because he has a lot of these like really bouncy moves. Yeah. So like you're down for medium, he'll jump like halfway across the screen, hit you up, hit you down you know, just uh, destroy you, and then you can do your super right after pretty easy. And then if you do your down back heavy, he does like a, he'll hit you, you'll hit off the back of the screen, and then he'll bounce back, and you can start that into a combo. Yeah. And like so it, I'm like... You're understanding how the moves I guess work, I'm just yeah. like going back and forth, back and forth, forward and back. It's just like, I don't know, <laughs> he's just like a bouncy fucking character, and I'm like, cool, man. I hope that game plan. Yeah. Yeah, you've been yeah, you're always in the bounciest character out of us as yeah, well. So know. that makes a whole lot of Bounce sense. It up. Oh man. But so Chase, have you been you've been playing a lot of fighting games lately? I saw a recent post of yours where you seem like you're a little bit discouraged when it comes to fighting games recently. Man. Dude, okay yeah, I'm in that? the total shitter, man. Like this is what? probably the I'm the, like <laughs> <laughs> I am in it the shit. Yeah, it, it seems like it's I'm in a very be negative mindset, and that's yeah, not even just like with it. fighting games. That's just like period, dude. I, oh I can't, no, I can't Come win on, right you. now. Oh, and no. Not win in fighting games. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm down, bro. Oh no, well, we need to pick you up, man. Let's get him up, everybody. Good uh, luck. I'm pretty good at defeating people who try to try to get me out of this. Yes, <laughs> so yes. Good, yeah, I've, I've, I've sharpened I'm myself. Very like defensive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, let's talk about some uh, happy stuff. What should we talk about that's happy, guys? Well, mm-hmm. I just want to say that I got to play Hunter in some sets on, like, Friday or Saturday night, and we played mm-hmm. for, like, an hour and a half or so, and I just had, like, a fucking blast. It was the first time I really got to play fighting games with Hunter, and yeah. it was really fun because Hunter was, like, you could tell, like, he was playing the game. He didn't seem like somebody who had never played a fighting game before, and yeah. I thought that was really cool. And we were just like laughing, having a good time. He was learning. I was getting to practice some other stuff. And yeah, like I just wanted to say that it was super. It's so great to share the, like fighting games with more of my own friends now. And Hunter, I just wanted to ask you how how you um, if you had a good time playing and if you kind of saw saw some of the saw what we kind of see in these games where you get to hang out with your friends and just kind of dick around and compete for a little while, you know. Yeah, so I think the competitiveness is definitely a bonus. I think I've said I have said on the show before that like it sucks 
as you get older, when you like, you know, I relied on a lot of my competitive spirit to be placed into like athletics, physical mm-hmm. athletics. And what a waste. Jeez. And <laughs> so now that I'm like 26, it's like, what am I going to get competitive about? So getting the kind of the juices flowing again and like getting <laughs> fired up, but you keep getting your ass kicked about yeah. something is like kind of fun and, and it, and it's fulfilling. Um, it, it, I, I like that I'm starting to see stuff that y'all are, have been talking about for a long time. Um, and like just starting to get the first, like, okay, clicks of, you know, understanding a little bit how that's working a little bit, like not just completely oblivious. Like before when I was watching, it was just absolute just watching what's happening on yeah. the screen. Flashing colors. I can barely keys. even keep up with it. And y'all are like, oh my God, that was crazy. And I'm like, I didn't see anything <laughs> that looked anything different than anything else I've seen for yeah. the last hour. And so finally getting to kind of like pick up on that is fun. And then, yeah, just like having a game that is in my friend's like fucking you know, for it. Like that is y'all's thing that y'all have uh, taken time to learn and really uh, bond and, and kind of spread your wings in, but actually having a reason to pursue it because I have like an interest in the characters and the fucking game is really awesome looking and it's fun to play. And it's not so much that I'm like so stuck in Piccolo and adult Gohan and fat boo that I like, I'll play with other characters and I have just as good of a time, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a great experience. I've probably played too much already, even though I don't really have time for it. So, <laughs> um, getting to play with y'all has been been an excellent bonus as well. Right Max, on, what man. did you think of, uh, like, your, your Hunter's first showing against you? Yeah, I thought the same thing, that I kind of expected it to be just a little bit more, like, mindless and a little bit more less, like, Less about playing a fighting game, like you were saying. Uh, but obviously, you've been listening all these years, man. You seem to have already kind of taken a pretty general I don't know. Approach. Maybe the last month. Yeah. <laughs> In preparation. <laughs> yeah. Man. But yeah, you're not, you're not just like going crazy and doing a bunch of stuff and just like doing moves like a lot of people tend to do. I could tell when you would just, when we would kind of sit there and like kind of look at each other in the game for a little bit, I was like, damn. This is footsies. <laughs> this boy's over here playing footsies right now. This guy's with me. got the neutral. This guy yeah. thinks he can do. Footsies and I think it also me. it also speaks to how accessible the game is. Like it was, I could tell. And this is, I don't care. Uh, and I, I, I'm happy that new players do this. But Hunter was using like a lot of auto combos, and it was good because it keeps me honest because they're fast. And mm-hmm. if I'm not, if I get hit by them, it's because I'm pressing the wrong button, and it gets enough damage that it keeps him competitive. Yeah. And allows him to play and like have fun. And it's just, it's fucking great, man. Yeah. I love the meta that's happened with auto combos. Cause I saw somebody tweet about this earlier, how it was like when the game first came out and it was like me, when somebody auto combos me in a fucking auto, like, you know, match, it's just like, well, what a scrub, bro. Learn some combos. And then yeah. now that people are going back and looking at it, how these auto combos all have these like very unique, unique, like, like attributes to them that make your character do something special. It's like now people are utilizing them in mid combos where it's like, oh shit, this guy's doing auto combos on me. This guy's a fucking pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dude fucking knows how to play. So I think that's really funny that people are uh, saying that. Because you need to, I think now a lot of characters are very, it's like another move for them, man. Some yeah, people have like crazy I've, overheads. I've, it's the tracking, switches. right? Like, 
Like the video well, you showed me, it's like you're doing something and then you have to auto combo to get back to the height you need to do. Yeah, that one specifically is like that. But there's just some people, it's like a, like Trunks, man. He has the one where it'll cross you up. So if you block, yep. he can cross you up and continue the combo. But that's like a built-in cross-up, right? And I think and there's a few, still has that. There's a few Vegeta combos that I have to throw it into the middle, and it's the only way I can get an additional uh, super dash into the combo for that extra little bit of damage. And yeah. I just think, like, it adds a fucking great amount of visual flair, too, because I think all the auto combos, since they are all different mm-hmm. and they, they, they all do moves that the character can't do otherwise, they just yeah. look fucking cool. And so whenever you just throw in the, an auto combo in the middle and, like, Vegeta fucking uppercuts him in the Dude, gut and his, like, yes. punch explodes and then he follows them up <laughs> and, like, Frieza fucking, like, grabs him in the air and, like, force chokes him and pow! Yeah. It's so dope, Oh, is that his auto combo? I never fucking yeah. knew Frieza's, that. yeah. That was Frieza's? Because when people do, I didn't know whatever, I didn't really realize what that was. That's really funny. Yeah, because I, uh... I remember like fucking seeing Vegeta's. I love that one because that's what he does to um, what's his name, the purple guy on Namek when he meets him, Kui or whatever that guy's name. Kui. Yeah. That's what he does to him. He punches him in the stomach, and then blows him up into the air, yeah. and then <laughs> dirty fireworks him into the air. It's fucking awesome. It's and like, that's what Frieza does to Krillin too. So when you very, see that oh, happen, yeah. you're like, oh my like, god, I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? The future's looking pretty good for Dragon Ball Fighters 2 because you guys saw that the two new DLC characters that are coming out, right? Mm-hmm. You're pretty stoked on that. Uh, I'm into it, man. I think a lot of people are giving people shit or giving, like, the idea that Bardock, Bardock and Broly have been released as being the new DLC characters for the game, which I think is obvious. I don't think that surprises anybody. Um, I think Broly's going to be fucking awesome. And a lot of people, though, are saying that Bardock is kind of like a cop-out and won't be very interesting or he, anything like that. I don't know if he'd be my first. Really? Especially with fucking Raditz. We've already said this on the show. <laughs> Dude, that's We've just us. We've this on that the show. That is just us. We are the only real big fans of Raditz, I promise Yeah, I you. saw that's someone who was like, fuck Raditz. Dumb. Raditz is a punk. I'm like, exactly. What the that's fuck why, is yeah. He's a space punk. And that same person's like, yeah, why would Raditz be in when Videl could be in the game? And it's like, go <laughs> yeah, fucking exactly. log give, off your computer, give, listen, man. Dude. Mr. Say, Great Saiyan or nobody? Yeah, dude, fucking, oh my god, I would cringe if Videl and Great Saiyan were the next two ones. We gotta have one character with a fucking scouter on. I mean, come on. Well, <laughs> and then with, and with Bardock, it's just like, you already have Goku Black, you yeah. have Goku, you have Goku Blue, and everybody do you really need that, another, like, exact lookalike of Goku with uh, just a little bit of different moveset? And it's like, as much as, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know Chase is avidly against <laughs> Goku's. But I like Bard- Bardock as a character. I don't I know if do. I'd really like him as a fighting game character specifically. But I also I mean, would, yeah. Like I just want to say quickly, like at least with Goku Blue, like he's got that overhead in his Z combo, which is is cool. Like it's certainly possible for them to make them play different. And they definitely they basi- will. They have they have to for us to like not be upset. Validate it, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, special note, that fucking move hits me way more than it fucking should. Because it's a fucking <laughs> just, low. It's a standing low into that overhead. I'm like, fuck you. And then I look for it next time and he doesn't do it. And I'm like, wait. Ugh. And then I get fucking <laughs> opened up on the fucking low again. I'm like, god damn it. Uh, but because I am, I I know that uh, people are saying that base versions of Goku and Vegeta will be in the game later. But, and I know that you are not about that, but I would be much more stoked on those two characters than Look, I, I I want to play as them, but I just we have too many already. You know, yeah. it's like you should have announced them instead of the blue characters, in my opinion. Yeah, or no, instead of the Super Saiyan characters. Well. There's actually yeah. some super characters that they could throw in that would be cool, like fucking Topo. 
Dude. Uh, Topo's been wrecking shop and super. It's like, I don't want to say too much because I know, I think Chase, you're trying to watch it, but there's a guy from a different universe and he's like, doesn't look like any other characters. And he's like, kind of cool. He's like all about justice and shit. And you're like, and he has like gigantic fists for whatever reason. And you're like, he would kind of be like, yeah. In there. Like, yeah, he would kind of be, yeah, be kind of like putting all might into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be cool. Except like old grandpa all Might. Yeah, old grandpa all Might from space. Uh, <laughs> which I think is who we all want in Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh yeah, man, but the future looks very good. Um Broly is probably gonna be pretty fucking cool. I think that that's it's the most I think crazy. he's probably gonna have a lot of commands. He has a it's a character archetype that I think that the game is missing. Despite how it looks and despite having people like Nappa and sixteen. But I don't think that either of those characters. I think sixteen is the only character that plays like I expected. But Grapp or Nappa has like no. Nappa doesn't have like, like the whole big body armor grappler. He's style got armor. Thing. He's got armor on one of his moves. Just one of his moves. One, one, but man. so do a lot of people. I mean, I'd imagine. I'd imagine Broly has has a good amount of command grabs. Like one of his yeah. most famous moves is like the grab and throw your face into the ground or into the block. <laughs> yeah. or what worries me is there in like the magazine where he was announced. They have character mm-hmm. ratings that break down their skill based on like range, reach, blah blah blah. Yeah. And for sixteen, on like three of those, you ha- are S's. And yeah. for Broly. On those like same three and one more or something, he's got like double S's, and it's like, double what the S's? fuck is yeah. this guy gonna be, dude? Like, holy maybe shit. they're just shamelessly like, yeah, he's fucking top tier. You should probably play this character for sure. <laughs> yeah. Everything has armor. Um, <laughs> he's Broly. Death combos. Yeah, we Do gotta stick, know we gotta be Broly canon is? here, guys. Oh man, that's funny, and I I forget that Broly is a movie character only. And yeah. like how he's really not like there's so many movie characters that people just like write off as like not being canon. But for some reason, everybody's like, no, 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 no. But Broly's cool. Broly's real. Broly yeah. actually happened, man. You know, in the, the second one that I would throw in there that I feel like that with and I wouldn't mind him being in in the game is. Uh, well, I enjoyed playing him in uh, Budokai Tenkaichi, which is uh, freaking Janemba. I, I think love Janimba, Janimba is a cool character. I think Janimba's really fucking cool. Oh, fuck. Janimba, oh, so nope, 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 nope. That would not be cool. <laughs> Jace, why like, like like more than humble and weird, man? That's a horrible reason for you to try to argue that he shouldn't be in the fucking We have fucking just a bunch of like, pink and purple kidding me? <laughs> he should have like black hair, you know, and like a gi. And, like, like if no, they put super... Omega Shinron in there, I'd also be upset. And to me, Omega Shinron is like a half step away from Janimba. What? So Omega Shinron well, is GT, officially man. not canon. They will never put GT characters do it. in there, man. Um, yeah, the thi- like going back to kind of my first takes and my expectations going into this game, the thing that I do like is I feel like there is a universality, like a straight line that I can draw through a lot of the characters, but I still feel like they all play different. And I still feel like I'm seeing all of these characters moves that were present in the fucking show and they're viable, cool moves in the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, hell, like once I pull off my first Hell Zone grenade, badass shit, I'm gonna be like, dude, fuck yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they they what's even make like the special beam cannon, like you can fucking you zing walk around in and out and shit. I don't yeah. Know. No, what's I agree. also really cool about that too, in the context of bringing people into the competitive scene in terms of viewership, is that if you've never played the fighting game, 
you can still have these visual touchstones to what's happening on the screen because they're familiar moves. Like, mm-hmm. you know when Piccolo does a special beam cannon or Boo does his explosion, like, that you've seen those in the show. You know they're high-damaging attacks, so you can kind of almost follow the match along in that respect without having to know the game knowledge intimately and things like that. You just kind of see the characters doing what you know them to do and you and you recognize that what they're doing like are attacks you know mm-hmm. i just feel like they really like balance the line between like you can play any character similarly yeah but it's also like they're pretty different as well yeah that doesn't like last you too terribly long is like that because there is like you know the universal bmbs but then you kind of find characters that don't have it and stuff and yeah. but i think what worries me most though is yes i agree that if you want to you can work hard to figure out that special tech with every character mm-hmm. but i don't think that the game rewards you enough in terms of damage uh versus risk going for those specialized combos considering the bnb is like almost always just under the damage and is like virtually no risk. And that's the big thing for me is that you can do all these really fancy combos and look fucking great, but you're really not earning much for doing it in terms of damage, in terms of your next Mm Oki or anything. It's like, okay, like it's cool. And you showed me that you are like flashy and you really have a command of this game. But for, I think most people, the risk versus the reward, I just, I don't know if it's there. Yeah, no, I I understand. I mean, that's how I've kind of approached the game now is to not focus too hard on like doing every like minuscule punch of optimized damage and more so just going for like learning how to understand how to open people up and how to continue and what to do after I knock them down. So a lot of times if I just like catch somebody and I'm in the middle of a string and if I have to like think too hard about it, I'm like, just knock them down. Just fucking get them knocked down and start it again because that's probably the best option. I I agree. I think if I would tweak it in any way, I mean, I think that it is good that you are, you're rewarded for the beginnings of your combo. Like the the first six punches of whatever combo you're doing are going to do more damage than the last 15 punches yeah, in, the, in the rest of the combo that you do or whatever. Yeah. I think that's good. But at the same time, it kind of, it, it does. It kind of like it's discouraging. It, disin- it disincentivizes yeah. me from trying to learn that kick ass shit, which I kind of would like to do. Even like on some of the ones with Boo where it's like I'm not doing a shit, you know, a super long combo, but I'm I'm, you know, 30 in. And I'm still like I'm like on the ground hitting him on the freaking ground, <laughs> and it's literally doing nothing. It's doing no damage to him, and yeah. like maybe ten per hit. And I'm like, well, if I if I could tweak it, I would basically say just reduce the beginning a little bit. Like your, yeah. your first six, just reduce them by like five percent, and then give you a little bit more leeway on the in part of your combo so you're actually doing more damage and you're like incentivized to keep learning those longer strings yeah no i i agree i hope that the game doesn't you know fall into too much of a pattern because i already feel like i do see a lot of the same comp i do see a lot of the same characters is the problem right now for having such a huge cast i see way too many of the same characters and while cell and some of frieza or stuff frieza really but cell and like vegeta and goku black while they do have like these uh, distinct combos for themselves. I've already seen them so many times that I'm already bored of those automatically. Mm-hmm. So at least, I, I don't know. I hope that in the future it becomes a little bit more optimal, but I'm sure it will. Yeah, we're also only, um, we're only exposed to a very limited portion of the tech that's out there, which is what is being posted on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to take that big first international 
uh, tournament for us to like kind of see where the game is at before we can start really making the final call. Even though I do share all the concerns that you're mentioning. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like turning my back on the game or anything yet. Uh, what is yeah. the first big international? Is it Evo? Well, as far as like international goes, I don't know. I don't really man, know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what what like. I don't know what international players would be see the big dogs eat here. It's just, I don't know, like, who... I mean, I got to think of every time that Goichi or, like, Dagura, those are characters that would, like... Or characters, they're people, they're human (laughs) beings, Max. uh, Who would be... Who are usually willing to at least fly out for tournaments outside of EVO. Kazunoko. Kazunoko is probably going to be playing, too. So I'm sure they'll be going to, like, you know, final round and things like that, so... Do you feel like there's been a sifting of, like, which game like the people that are the best at which game or maybe the most people that have been playing a certain type of game have flocked to dbz more so than other games i think it's a unifier man and i i honestly think it's i think it's a trap to try to make that distinction right now because i think we'll find that i think we'll find that characters from our players from all different backgrounds are going to excel you know like Mm -hmm. i see players who come from the marvel background who are doing super well. I see I players see like Kizzy K who come from an anime background. Mm-hmm. They're doing super well. I see people like Sonic Fox who are dominant in almost every game they play, but especially in NRS games doing well. So, Fucking Lesson, just... the best fucking Smash player is maining <laughs> DBFZ right now, which is fucking nice. awesome. So yeah, I'm excited to see that. And I'm, ex- I'm excited for you to kind of keep up with maybe some of the competitive scene, man. That would be cool to see if you... Uh, Maintain any interest in what's going on there. Yeah, Well, yeah. Well, Hunter, I'm glad you're back on the show so we can stop talking about fighting games all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know what just happened, <laughs> but let's just stop right now for a second. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come on back with a little bit more of the, uh, you know, the witty sauce that we bring to the table here. Okay. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash witty banter podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. So, Hunter, how do you feel about the Dota? Feel like my dick's not gonna fly off. I know yeah, that. Yeah, that's great, man. No gluten, but also still have your dick on your body. My dick yeah. is still securely fastened. <laughs> um, it's good, man. It's it's not as crappy <laughs> as I thought it would as be. As you anticipated, there's a little bit more character than I would have given it credit for. Yeah, it feels like a legitimate beer. It's not a great beer. It's not the best beer I've ever had. If I was, I mean. I think it's what you sign up for with the Dauda. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. When I was signing up for the Dauda, I thought I was getting an international award-winning 100% beer. 100% crap. Yeah, well, 100% trash beer. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I mean, I, I, it's super drinkable. It is a lager at the end of the day. But I guess, yeah, we both have probably had our standards lessened going into it, knowing that it's like, oh, no gluten, but that's apparently something that is vital to things. Yeah. I also haven't been getting to drink that much beer, man. Yeah, so you're just happy to be drinking yeah, beer. just to man. be, yeah. 
You don't get fucking trashed while you're at work, man. Just working those late hours. Like I'm just have a couple shots, get me through the rest of the day. Sometimes, so like you can't when you're at the client office, and we worked our busy season from the client office this year. But Rats. last year, we had instances where we'd work at PwC, and when you work on the weekend at PwC office, you can bring a six pack. And so I would, what? I would That's be the guy awesome. that would bring the six pack, very and, cool, and uh, bring the party. There you go. That's why they call you Party Man Hunter. Yeah, Party Man like HD. Yeah, like we go to like visit you at work one day, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, you guys know the Party Master Hunter?" <laughs> and we're gonna How be weird like, "Would that be?" Who? If, like, <laughs> you like just perused into one of your friends' you lives, and like everybody knew him completely yeah, different. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, dude, that guy's a fucking madman, dude. The shit he does, man. You mean Holy Chase who cow. hates video games? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Alrighty. So we have a little something special. All right. Like I said, it's a return to form for the game or for the, oh my God, I spoiled it, uh, <laughs> for the show here. And we normally come back with a game, right? That's what everybody listens for, the competition to see you know us fight at each other's throats. But there's something special about this one because somebody wanted to step up to the plate, take on the, you know, start reaching for the title here. Be our so, guide. Looks like through Chase, the safari. Yeah, it looks like Chase is going to guide us through a uh, pretty much a, a mystery game. I know nothing about it, so why don't you take it away? Today Chase. we finally get to witness Hunter and Max compete. Here Max usually keeps himself away from the punches being thrown and go. out of the mud pit, but we're throwing you in today, oh, buddy, no. because it is time for a heroes or zeros. Throw down your sword and bend the knee. <laughs> Wait till you see my full power. Prepare yourself for a thousand fists. If no one else will do this, I will. Oh, fuck. Man, Except this is gonna be good. we're not doing superheroes. We're no not superheroes. doing anime characters. No anime characters. We're doing Dark Souls NPCs, baby. <laughs> okay, all right. These all are right. characters in go. Dark Souls. <laughs> fuck, this is good because I know that a lot of people that listen to this show play Dark Souls. But And I don't know shit about Dark we Souls. We don't so. play Dark yeah. Souls, so that's going to be great. <laughs> there we go. Playing to so, your head starts I here. I like it, yeah. I have seven heroes or zeros here. Who would like Tight. to go first? I'll you know, go first. Yeah. Well, I was going to offer it to you, but I see you're already that egotistical, so go ahead and dig it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get on offense, baby. Do it. All right. And so if you don't know the rules of the game, if you're just now listening, I'm going to go through seven characters, and they're going to have to guess if it's a real character in Dark Souls, a hero, or if I made them up, a fake, a zero. And so I'll read the description of the character, and then our contestants will get to make their choice, and we'll move on. Because, Max, we needed some new blood in here, because Hunter and I, we fucking yeah. figured out the meta, brother. You guys are inside my head, so... I'm glad that, yeah, somebody can finally take up the reins here. Let me get in the number field one, and get my hands dirty. Number one, Siegmeier of Katarina. Siegmeier of Katarina is an undead adventurer seeking danger in the land of Lordran and is known as the Onion Knight thanks to his large round armor. The player often finds Siegmeier asleep in front of obstructions and his cheerful demeanor is only dampened when the player helps him move on. However, by Dark Souls 3, Sigmeyer warms up to the assistance and rewards the player with the toast gesture and a one-time use item called Siegbroy after defeating a mini-boss. That's pretty detailed. That's pretty detailed. But we are talking about Chase here, all right? He's a detailed man. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> crosses I, was, I, was, I was thinking, yeah. you know, I, I see this being a character. I get it. Yeah. 
There's two things that throw me off. Let's hear it. I think of Dark Souls, right? Of course. I don't think of Happy very often. This guy sounds like a pretty jolly character. Yeah. And I, that, I don't know. I don't know the game. He's the comic relief, man. He's the Jar Jar Binks. Does Dark Souls have comic relief? I don't know. I've never played it, so also, I have no idea. He said he's the Onion Knight, and I'm thinking, <laughs> this is Game of Thrones, right? Is don't they have the Onion Knight in Game of Thrones? Do they? I Yeah, it's I uh, know, the guy man. that assists fucking um, Roos. Or not Roos. God damn it. The Onion Knight. Who's the dude with his hands chopped like off, I've, Chase? I've heard the Onion That's not the Onion Knight. Yes, it no. is. He no, was a smuggler of onions. That's what they called him the Onion Knight. Anyways. <laughs> well, that's um, a lot of things to fact check here. but I'm going to say that this guy is... Not real. A not zero. Not real? You're going to say not real? Holy cow. <laughs> He's got to check the paper here. Wait, <laughs> what was the, um, uh, the dog that real? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shit, 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 shit. All right. So you say... So are you just yeah, going to keep yeah, score, score and then at the very a, end? Are we doing a score and then going back through them? or what's, what's No, no. We're going to we're gonna call them right here, right now. All right. Cool, okay. cool, cool. Is it just... Yeah. Okay, cool. So I said zero, Chase. I said he's not real. So it's not real, huh? Did we used to do this where both of you guys would have a guess, or we went at, we went one at a time, right? One at a time. One right. at a time. All right. I think we implemented a steel rule. I don't know if you want to yeah. do that. But yeah. I don't have any points to risk. So. Right. That's right. Okay. It's been a, a bit. we got to shake off the rust. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Um, Hunter all. says that Siegmeier of Katarina is a zero. That really sucks because he's my favorite character in Dark Souls, Hunter. <laughs> yeah. And I had to throw in a softball for the first one, but I see that it curved yeah, right oh, over the man. plate for you. Yeah. I think I just double it was too soft. Myself. It didn't even get to him. It was just... Boom, boom. Yeah, a meatball. Yeah, man. I, yeah. All right. I don't know. I feel like Onion Knight, for some reason, maybe I was remembering it from Game Oh, by the way, that is Davos, and he helps yeah. out Stannis. Yeah, oh. Stannis. Yeah. God damn it. Fuck. Yeah, Davos. Gotcha. Davos. All right. Number two, Max, this is for you. The Thank character's you. name is Resplendent Herald. Resplendent Herald is an undead merchant who can be found in Sin's Fortress. This dazzling NPC wears silver armor adorned with jewels and chastises the player when they speak with him if they are wearing early game armor sets. <laughs> he will not sell the player items until they have clothing worthy of his eye. Resplendent Herald is famous in Dark Souls fandom for starting the tradition of Fashion Souls, where players mix and match <laughs> armor sets to try to make the most visually appealing combinations. Well, well, well. Again. Nice and detailed, but you're a detailed man, all right? You're detail-oriented. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I would say to this one. You you would say not real. I would say real, but I'm not. Would gonna, you really? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> we just threw him off his, you're his in my fucking head, head dude. <laughs> <laughs> ah, resplendent. That sounded like a magic card, by the way. Resplendent, huh? You know what, Chase? Huh. Fuck you. Okay. All right. <laughs> this <laughs> no, this is uh, this is definitely real, man. Uh, this feels like it should be right in the middle of the game there. That seems like something, and it's spawned this whole subculture. Right? Mm -hmm. that, that sounds like something that's real. Yeah, no, Fashion Souls definitely exists. That's a shame, though, because Resplendent Herald does not. I made him damn up. It. He's a zero. But you used <laughs> fucking goddamn it. <laughs> that's how you did it, all right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, Hunter, let's see if we can get a point the on thing. the board, my man. Right. This next NPC's name is Laddersmith Gilligan. 
Ladder Smith <laughs> Gilligan. Oh, please be real. Is a merchant. The banana night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one's pineapple boy. <laughs> Ladder Smith Gilligan is a merchant who returns to the land of Majula after the player speaks with him in the Earthen Peak. Infamous to the Dark Souls community, Laddersmith Gilligan is often cited as a poor design decision as his only purpose is to give the player two ladders which allow him or her to access new areas of the map. Once you've obtained these ladders, you can kill Laddersmith Gilligan without any repercussion. Laddersmith Gilligan. That's great. How can we have a name in the game that's so silly? <laughs> Like Dark I don't Souls, know, man. It's all about like being brutal and shit, <laughs> and <laughs> the brooding. Yeah, brooding game. I mean, an explosion type of yeah. attitude here. In like the purpose for the character, uh -huh. just seems really dumb. Very niche. A fucking ladder. Like I wasn't expecting his purpose to be in his name. Yeah, that's straightforward. <laughs> it was a simpler time back then. I'm just gonna shoot from the hip and say he's not real, Chase. All right, Laddersmith Gilligan, too goofy of a name, too simple of a use. That's exactly why the community hates him, because he is real, my man. Yes. Oh, damn it. it was almost too, too <laughs> obvious. <laughs> Fuck. All right, Hunter, we got to work together here. It's All like right? I'm quadruple meta on yeah. myself. Oh, no. This is oh, good. My no ego points. is building yeah, and building. Oh, okay. This is a boil that needs well, to burst. Yeah, they, now, let's do. see if you can <laughs> pop this ego pimple. Yes, absolutely. Max. Yeah, give it to me. I'm going to pop that Our shit. next character's name is Unbreakable Patches. Patches has a long lineage in the series, appearing in every Miyazaki-directed Souls game, including Bloodborne, which is why he earns the name Unbreakable in Dark Souls 3. In every incarnation, Patches tricks the unknowing player and then begs for forgiveness when caught. In Dark Souls, he kicks the player into a pit in the Tomb of the Giants, and in Dark Souls 3, he dresses as Zeekmeyer and lowers a bridge, trapping the player with enemies. After apologizing, he will reward the player with a gesture if they spare him. Okay. I could, I mean... Yeah, like, the name is so stupid, again. Patches. Come on. But I feel like that's exactly why you would pick him, Chase. And that's why he's real. You're going, you're going to lock in? Fuck yes. <laughs> Max puts the first point on the board. Unbreakable yes. patches. Yes. Thank God. Is oh a God. hero. If you had got me right there, I would have fucking freaked out. <laughs> yeah. Hit me with a Gilligan and then hit me with a patches that's not real? Come on. All right, Hunter. Let's see if you can start closing the gap. You don't want to let Max one. run away here at the end of the oh, game. Man. We gotta snag one. Let's hope I this don't steal NPC's, this one for next week. Oh, go on. This NPC's name <laughs> is Arthur the One Man's. Sorry, Arthur the One Armed Smith. Arthur the One Armed Smith is the second blacksmith the player meets in Dark Souls. On first meeting, Arthur wishes not to speak with the player, commenting that they won't last long in such a harsh land. As the player brings new embers to the blacksmith, his disposition softens until eventually he opens up about the history of his lost arm. After triggering this special dialogue, he offers his services at a discount and ends all conversations with the iconic Dark Souls line, Don't you dare go hollow. Oh, man. I was sold that this wasn't real, but like it went on too long, man, again. And, um... No, I think... I don't see the specificity with this one. Yeah, I can feel that. That's exactly what I thought initially, too, but 
I don't know. Is that a real line? Is that the don't go hollow? Is that Even a real if it thing? was, I... He might be doing the fashion I, souls I think thing. He, yeah. And, <laughs> and I think I'm going to call that and I'm going to say he's not real. All right. Hunter ties it up. <laughs> Author the one armed Smith is not real, but there is a blacksmith in the game who does say, don't you dare go hollow. So uh, good job sifting through that bullshit. Hunter. Smart. <laughs> smart. It's tied one to one. That means anybody can steal as well. Yeah. If everyone's getting steal. saucy. Is this the sixth question? This is the sixth question. Mm. My friend. Only two more. Max, can we can we go with an odd number there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why not? Alrighty. We can throw yeah, we can throw the last one to both of you guys. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Alright. Max, this NPC. Velspar of Cracked Mountain. Velspar uh-huh. is an NPC who can be found at various points in Dark Souls 3 after being freed from a dragon on Cracked Mountain. Once freed, he explains that he is seeking to avenge his brother who was slain by the Locust Preacher. After being freed, the player can find him in the Painted World. The Dark Root Basin and Blight Town provided the bosses in those areas have not been slain. If the player decides to take the side of Velspar in his quest and kill the Locust Preacher, he will then be available as a summon for all future boss fights. That's real. That's definitely real. All right. Gonna lock it in? Yeah. All right, you're wrong. That's a zero. Damn Velspar it. is made up. <laughs> God damn it. That's what I get for acting so confident. <laughs> All right, what? so we, what is this? All a right, cannonball? Man. I mean, what are we doing here on this last? We're tied up. Um, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, let's cannonball, do a cannonball style, style, man. Okay. <laughs> the final right. NPC for the tiebreaker mm-hmm. is Big Hat Logan. Fucking God. Once a damn. royal member of Dragon School. He is now a scholar of the soul arts. He turned undead ages ago and has been roaming Lordran searching for more wisdom ever since. He is first encountered in Sin's Fortress, trapped inside a hanging cage in a blocked off area, and will teach relatively advanced magic after being rescued. Throughout the course of the game, Big Hat Logan goes insane and will eventually attack the player after they meet in the Duke's archives. I'm going to say that's that's real. Okay, I'll go do it. I'm gonna say it's real. All right, it's real. Hunter wins the game. Fucking <laughs> god damn it! Were you gonna say it's real? Yes, I was gonna fucking say it's real. The <laughs> <sighs> name was again Cannonball. too stupid. All the stupid names are in there. Of course they are. I didn't know that there would be so, such silly names in silly Dark Souls. Game. What a silly See, the thing game. is, is with Hunt or with uh, Dark Souls, you can go silly because it's silly, or you can go like so intense it's silly. Is mm-hmm. I went for the yeah. silly, silly. But man, there are a silly. lot. There's a lot of characters in that game. I feel like I'm going to bring it back. Oh please, absolutely. <laughs> well, that was great. Good games, Hunter. Good game. GGS. 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 Well, for my first, uh, I guess my first competitive experience didn't start off so strong, but that's okay. You know, but I saw that you, to you had the up. fire in your eye. You know what yeah. it's all about. Oh, absolutely. I'm hungry. All righty. <laughs> let's go on. Thank you for the game, Chase. Uh, let's You're go welcome. ahead and swing on over to the mail corner here. It's mail corner. All right. Let's do it, Hunter. I'm excited that you're here because we've got two Japan-specific questions that I've been waiting oh, for you yeah, to return on, good. man. You have not been on the sh- The last time you were on the podcast was in Miyoko Kogan, my friend. Yeah, dude. That's kind of a sad thing to think yeah. about. <laughs> I was in Japan. Yeah, it sounded pretty fucking awesome. So It was so dirty. 
And that's why Dunter's question is so poignant. What was your favorite part of your Japan trip? Um, so I guess I'm going. Yeah, you've had some time to stew on it. (laughs) So I liked getting in the kimono a lot more than I thought I would. Like getting dressed up. I was nervous beforehand, dude. I was like, am I seriously about to walk around in this crowd of regularly dressed Japanese people and just be a white foreigner in a fucking kimono? (laughs) Cause that was going through my head. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool, man. Like just the amount of layers and like the fact that you just get to choose it and kind of make it your own. And like Chase went for the Chase went for the freaking Jedi and look and everyone just said it. Everyone knew like you look like a Jedi. And Chase was like, do I? That's crazy. Um, it was nice. Th- it was nice. That was really fun, and I think the other part was probably Miyoko Kogan. I mean, yeah. I, it's just been so fucking long since I got to just like play around in the snow, and to have literally five feet of it in two days, it was just like mesmerizing. It was crazy, and there was just a lot of interesting, like memorable moments, like fucking the. Uh, the lightning that happened that like blew us all away or the fucking uh, car crash that we saw yeah. like, on the way to a ramen place. And I don't know. It was just great. Yeah. Nice. I think uh, I'm still bouncing around between my favorite, but I, I really, for me, the spectacle of seeing the emperor speak was mm-hmm. it still sticks with me as just being absolutely incredible. In our last couple of days, I got to be, um, we took a fucking, we took a train up a mountain to a cable car up a mountain to a gondola up a mountain. <laughs> and on the top of that gondola, we went to an open air onsen that had a view of Mount Fuji. And that was one of those things where it was like the moment I sat down, I was just like, soak this in because you literally have 40 minutes to experience one of the greatest views in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that yeah, was definitely awesome. up there too. That sounds pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, the outdoor the outdoor onsen was pretty fun too, man. Just being in the fucking being in the snowing snow. outdoor hot tub. Good shit. Sounds great. And then Dunter follows up, if you could have gotten two other people to come with you on your trip, who would it be? Oh, I'd probably bring Max. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. That means that Chase has to use that answer too or else <laughs> he's a jerk. Well, no, he's already used it, man. I can't. Oh, use it <laughs> okay, all right, fine. We'll go by those rules. And um, if I could bring another person, I'd probably bring like Zach Rimmert, my uh, my buddy from college. He was my roommate for like three years. He's just so he's like his mom was a flight attendant or a stewardess for like um, thirty years or something. So he has uh, basically the ability to just go on standby on any fucking flight for free. And so he's like constantly traveled around and that's like what he's known for. But he's just, I don't know. I just always have a good time with him and he's like pretty chill. Well cultured. Easy to get along with. He's, he's a funny dude. Yeah. Max, you know that you were, uh, I think you might've been one of the, like the first person or one of the first people I called to get you there. So I certainly wanted you there, but I planned this trip initially all because of Andrew Tarvin. Yeah. And when Andrew Tarvin had to pull out, it was really devastating, especially when I was in um, Akihabara and like playing Guilty Gear in the, in the arcades. I was like, man, I wish Andrew was here to soak this in. And then 
the other person who was who literally bought a plane ticket and had to just let it go because of circumstances was Brady. And Brady really wanted to go too. And Brady and I connect on a we kept joking saying we were gonna have an Anthony Bourdainian trip through Japan because we just <laughs> wanted to get drunk and eat good food. And uh, we really wanted to like center around that. So it was a huge bummer that he couldn't go. Um, and especially there were just like a few key moments where I would be in the like in Kyoto seeing some of the like huge temples that he wanted to see or when I was in uh, when I was seeing the emperor too that I just I would think in that moment I was like man I really wish Brady was here you know yeah yeah it was a bummer man I, I yeah I still never really understood how it didn't go through and it, it would have been cool to have have another couple of bros on the trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I forgot that he was supposed to go. I guess I didn't realize that he wasn't there when you guys talked about your experience. I don't know. Yeah, big bummer. Big old right. bum bum. Well, I have a pretty good feeling that I'll be trying to go back at some point, so yeah. anyone's <laughs> welcome to get on the bus again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to start like proactively telling people like, you should go to Japan because yeah, Japan is everybody tight. that's asked about it has been like, oh, I don't know if I'd go, but that sounds awesome. I'd be like, yeah, you should go. What do you go. mean you don't know if you fucking go? <laughs> Definitely go. All right, next question comes from Dooney Ray. He says, we all watch, play, and appreciate multiple fighting games at a given time. What do you appreciate from a viewing perspective about each fighting game individually that you've become familiar with? What gets mm. you excited to watch it? Well, that's a good question. Hmm. Um... Uh, I would have to say that, like, when it comes to Street Fighter, I think that Street Fighter is the most, like, visually boring game to watch when you are not familiar with it. Mm -hmm. um, I think because of that, it's just, I think it's because of the, like, lack of extensive combos and stuff, which is sentiments that I share. But at the same time, I enjoy watching it because I enjoy watching so many situations where you reset to neutral. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, like, really... Look at it and consider the decision that people are making over and over and over and over again. Yeah. After being reset to a point to where you have multiple routes that you can go, but your opponent has to make a decision too. And then it's like, I like seeing that over and over again. So that's what I like the most about watching Street Fighter. And that's why I like watching Street Fighter more than anything else is because like, while I do like big fancy combos, like in Dragon Ball Fighters, um, I just think that it's more interesting I think that that's something that's like stays interesting is like seeing people's decisions as opposed to seeing combos right, over yeah. and over again. Yeah. But at the same time, I love seeing some fucking flashy shit in Dragon Ball <laughs> Fighters. And when somebody, especially now when like new stuff is happening and I'm like, Oh, never seen that before. Yeah. That's fucking sick. And I'm <laughs> yeah. having that a lot. Right. <laughs> um, and then when it comes to Tekken, I don't even fucking know what's going on, but I think Tekken just looks awesome to watch because the hits look like they're fucking like, Punching God. you in the gut, yeah, just and like on a hurt. realistic levels, like they, like you Doof. know what I mean. It's not like he Doof. threw him down into the earth and it exploded. It's like he looks like he broke that dude's ribs. <laughs> yeah. Like that dude's ribs look like they are smashed, <laughs> right? So that's why I like watching Tekken. And I know that Tekken, I know that Tekken is such a like extensively complex game that I just inherently appreciate it when I watch it. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much the same. That same kind of goes for Guilty Gear as well. I think Guilty Gear doesn't have as long of combos, so you have a lot more times to like see somebody consider what to do in a I neutral feel like guilty situation. gear is a you really get to appreciate the uh skills that people have in confirming because yeah. like in guilty gear they'll just neutral is really 
it's there's so much tension in it and it can look hectic even though it's very controlled and then when someone gets that one touch and then you see them just route into a full combo you're like fuck yeah. dude that was crazy yeah. and with guilty gear like basically every combo you do ends in some sort of uh, advantageous way for yourself so it just gets mm. the next series started and then it's like it's on from there to see how they're going to get out yeah. and I know personally when I watch Guilty Gear I'm so far away from utilizing every mechanic and every system that getting to watch these players who are like they build meter so fast and because of that they spend meter in so many different ways so you just get to see the full breadth of the game systems being used multiple times in every round and in every match. And that's just something that's rare for me. And I, I love to watch that. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. What about like, okay, maybe Dragon Ball aside, because I'm sure you'd be willing to watch Dragon Ball Fighters. Was there ever a game that like looked funner to watch before Dragon Ball Fighters? I, I mean, I enjoyed wa watching you guys play Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. When we were like in your apartment with Tom and that was fun stuff. And yeah. I, and like, I really only, I just know that whenever I watched Street Fighter, I really had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And so it like made me, I, I was just kind of just watching things happening. You know, I wasn't, it was hard for me to engage. Um, I think the thing, the thing that I like about <laughs> DBFZ, which is what you said, and is kind of the same thing that I don't like about DBFC is, is that like, once you do confirm and once they do start doing these like long ridiculous yeah. combos, it's like, well, I guess I'm not playing for the next 15 seconds. Dude, that's a mentality that I've had too. And that's yeah. how I felt about Marvel vs. Capcom. And I hate that's that anime I feel games, that way. man. Yeah. And I fucking hate that. I hate the idea that I feel like I play half the time. Yeah. I fucking can't stand that. And that's why I like Street Fighter a lot, at least to play. See, I just wanted to throw that out there. For me, that I, I share it because when it's happening, when I play like Steven, who like I literally don't play against him, it yeah. feels like half the time. <laughs> It's something that drives me to get better because it's like I don't want to continue to have this experience. But there was even a time playing against you, Hunter, when I was doing some of the longer uh, combos with Vegeta. We were like, can I like, get out of this at all? And the answer was like, no, you have to wait. And that feeling of like, I just want to play. I just want to get out of this is something that I think you as a, you as a player actually need to control so you can maintain a calm and be yeah. ready for when it is time. Because <laughs> sometimes they'll end the combo quick. To make to catch you off guard because like oh you wanted me to finish it all I'm gonna end it here and get in on you while you were napping you know and they'll do yeah. shit like that definitely yep all right for sure good question let's end it there for tonight and uh, we'll come back to the rest later right on sounds good uh, any final words on the the Dota on the Dota, the Dota. Hunter? No, I think we we spoke to it. Hundred yeah, percent craft. It's a <laughs> world renowned. Yeah, best beer I've ever had. Stamped eleven out of ten. Uh, <laughs> nothing else to say, really. Yeah, I mean it's drinkable, but it's not it super was impressive. Novelty. I liked. It brought me back to that time when we saw it in that beer place. It's so. not the worst beer I've ever had, and for it to be reduced gluten on top of it, maybe they'll just put that on the label. Yeah, it's not the worst <laughs> not, beer I've ever not had. Not the worst beer that you'll have, and no gluten. Yeah. Hunter Dorset. Or at least we tried. No yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen, for all of us getting together on the show. One last. Hope you guys like the game, dude, because I yeah. got to admit, Max, putting it together is a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. It's a good time, man. It can be like, you can waste, not waste a lot of time, spend a lot of time without realizing <laughs> it. You're like, fuck, I've been working on this for like four hours and we're going to play <laughs> yeah. it for like, you know, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I also enjoyed it. Thank you so much for bringing it. Uh, nice little return to form. I like it. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at probably Max. If you want to follow Chase, you can follow him at Bodacious Chase. Uh, Hunter, are you comfortable with people knowing 
your individual handle now? Yeah, why not? Is it Diesel Dorset? It's at Crypto Diesel, man. At Crypto Diesel? Yeah, yeah. is it at Crypto Diesel? You stuck it over <laughs> Twitter too? Yeah. At Crypto Diesel, if you want to follow Hunter Dorset as well. He's also got this cool little YouTube channel going as well. If you want to learn some more about some uh, some crypto stuff. Yeah, I'll have to start know. posting again. I also haven't hey, done you, that You've been busy, months. all right? Everybody knows it, okay? It's fine. <laughs> and get back into it. Tell us all the millions that you've you've earned in the time. Not yet. You've been away. Not yet. <laughs> it is. Hundreds of thousands. It's been, no, it's been struggling. Yeah. <laughs> save it. Save it for the videos, okay? <laughs> Um, if you want to follow the show as a whole, because you don't want to play favorites, I get it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and follow the whole show at Witty Banter Show. Uh, or you can just go to wittybantershow.com, uh, where we have everything listed, every single episode, plus cool photos and other ways to email us through the site as well. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Adios. Let's get some more games in, and let's all you know, fart around. Get back into the swing of things here. Here in the Fitty Fender Studios, we thank you for listening with your time in the monies. Appreciate much, we do for your patience and the rubbing shelves. And that good to all your papers. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>